Well, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You are here for another episode of Campbell's Footballs. Yes, you're very welcome to another episode of Campbell's Footballs, the only show where bad predictions are cancelled out by good crack. This week is a podcasting special. Why do people get into podcasting? Why do people really enjoy talking about football? This week I am joined by my Irish League cohorts, the Waffle Podcast, as we discuss all the goings on in the Northern Irish Premiership. Coleraine have beaten Linfield and Crusaders home and away already this season. Are they genuine title contenders? What about Cliftonville? Going under the radar, can Paddy McLaughlin's men make a push for the title? Linfield and Crusaders very much in the mix, but how will their respective results in recent weeks damage their chances? I'll also be talking about the highlights in Scottish football and English football over the course of the weekend on the only show where bad predictions are cancelled out by good crack. This is Campbell's Footballs, as always in association with Toby Johnson Music. So I'm joined for this week's episode of the show uh, by my friends from Northern Ireland, the Waffle Irish League podcast, Connor and Gareth. Good evening, fellas. Hello, how are you? Good to be here. Thanks for having us. No, no worries at all. It's really good to have uh, fellow podcasters on the show because, as I've said and alluded to in my uh, intro for this week's show, uh, this week's theme is all about podcasting. And I wanted to chat to uh, fellow podcasters about why they wanted to do it in the first place. So, guys, how does the waffle been born, shall we say? It was born maybe, um, maybe just maybe about a year ago, maybe just under a year ago. Um, which is, I think you know yourself. When it comes to football, everyone is a bit of a waffler. Yeah. Um, so I think the name maybe um, came before anything else. Um, I had quite a lot of like old recording equipment back from when I thought I was a musical genius. Mm. So um, and then. I think between John and I and a few other people, we would have sent uh, voice notes to each other after a game, and a podcast is really just voice notes for people with bigger balls. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I suppose, really, when I first started, I mean, I don't know about the same with you guys, but I sort of, Campbell's Footballs really came about in 20, end of 2017, start of 2018, but it really was sort of born out. Probably the middle of 2016, I Facebook Live had became a thing, and uh, yeah. basically for the crack, I uh, every Saturday morning just uploaded a video, just stating 
uh, my thoughts on the week in football, in Scottish football mostly, uh, but kind of dibbled into the English Premier League as well. And then just uh, rattled off my thoughts on the weekend's matches. And usually, as I always say, the theme of my show is uh, bad predictions cancel out by good cracks, simply because I was rubbish at predicting the correct scores of football matches. And uh, that's really how my own show came about. So it sounds like a very kind of similar um, thought process to my own then. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you seem to cover quite a lot of football. Yeah. You're very good centered on the Irish League, yeah. Well, I'll tell you my I'll tell you why I got into the Northern Irish League. Um it was basically when I was doing my PhD from I started my PhD in 2014 and finished this year. Um I graduated uh, this year in 2019. And, yeah. And uh, thanks very much. And I sort of got into Northern Irish League football mainly because I was in the library one day and I and I I was I was busy looking at some old um, some old videos because I was a little bit bored uh, from writing a paper, and uh, I stumbled across uh, I think it was a match between Coleraine and um, I think it was Dungannon. Um, Coleraine won it anyway. I remember that much, and I remember th- at the time because they had players like Darren McCauley, who's now of course at Derry City, I think, and Brad Lyons, who of course had a spell in Scottish football with Saint Mirren, and of course is at Blackburn Rovers. Or was it Blackburn okay. Rovers? I don't know if he's still there. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He is still there. And uh, I remember watching them under, I think Oren was, Oren Kearney was manager for the first time at the, at the time, and they were playing some magnificent football. And I really sort of kind of, my sort of first love with that league really came kind of following Cole Rain because I sort of saw them as a little bit of a blueprint in a similar way to my local team in Scotland, which is Aberdeen. I'm an Aberdeen supporter, and uh, you know, obviously the season so far for the Dons, which I'll allude to later on, has not been as great as it's been in recent years, but the style of football was very similar. And uh, in fact, one of the viewers um, who messaged me on Instagram, actually, um, Mo Ruddy actually asked me, um, as a Newry City fan moving to Scotland, um, what club would I follow? And I don't know about you guys, but when I think of Newry City, I think of a young, ambitious team um, looking to kind of make make waves uh, in Scotland. And a team that are, I feel sort of going in that direction these days are Motherwell. Um, you know, they seem to be going places. And Stevie Robinson, who is their manager, is uh, you know doing very well for himself. And Motherwell are sitting nice in the uh, upper echelons behind the old firm in Scotland. Yeah, absolutely. And Newry, um, obviously Newry got relegated last year, mm-hmm. um, which it, it was a bit of a dogfight down at the bottom. Um, absolutely. They had local nationals scoring points mm-hmm. with them down there. Um, so, you know, it could, could, go a different, could have gone a different way. Mm-hmm. They've got a great manager uh, in Darren Mullen, yeah. who is very well respected in the league. Yeah. And, uh, Friend of the show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe listen to Lots of um, friends of the show. Big shout out to yeah. Darren. <laughs> Big shout out to Darren. Um, so yeah, I think I think he would appreciate the um, the, the likeness to uh, Motherwell for sure. Yeah, and the reason I say Motherwell is because they, for quite a number of years, were a team that were sort of struggling down the bottom end of Scottish football. Never, I think, got relegated. Certainly, certainly in recent times. But they were always kind of flirting with the relegation playoff. I remember them famously beating Rangers when Rangers went down to the, the championship and Motherwell beat them 3-0 in, a, in the second leg of a relegation playoff, uh, which kept them up. And uh, that was that was why I was sort of thinking of them as a little bit like Newry, because they are a team, I think, that are comfortably getting better, Motherwell. And I think uh, Newry 
hopefully can make a bit of progression back up the Irish League because when I saw them last season I thought they were on the whole a really decent team and you know maybe could count themselves as you say a little bit unfortunate to, to go down just going back to yourselves on the podcast theme a little bit gents um what, what is the um, the sort of quirks of doing a podcast? I mean, you guys must get a lot of opportunities to go to watch um, an Irish League match or two most weekends, I presume. Yeah, well, one, one thing we've done this season, Grant, um, so far it's been a standout for me. Since the first podcast was we visited the Oval. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've probably seen the I pictures did, yes. that we got. Mm-hmm. Um, and the people, the, the media guys at Oval were absolutely fantastic to us. Um, they gave us a tour of the Oval, uh, talked about the history, took us into the boardroom. You know, we've seen a lot of trophies and a lot of history. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, they were they're fantastic to us. Like, when we got there that day, like, I'm sure Connor would be, I don't think we were expecting what well, we got and, like, how good they were to us. And um, obviously, we got to see a decent game as well. It was Glenn Torn B. Lauren and Glenn's won 2 1, but so, yeah. It, that was fantastic. Um, and what I liked most about it as well was that they, they were quite interested in what. I think what we were trying to do, you yeah. know, and they were good to share on their social media and stuff that, that we were there. So that's something that I think part of our podcast, as Connor might or might not agree with me, um, at the minute is kind of working out what it is exactly that we're we're wanting to do or or aiming for. So that yeah. that was one thing, one avenue we wanted to go down, and we really enjoyed that. And we'll probably throughout the season we maybe want to do another few sort of waffle days, as we're calling it. <laughs> Um, because uh, it was thoroughly enjoyable and uh, it, it just shows the, the good people that are in the Irish League that you know are going to take an interest if, if you take an interest so um, yeah. I think that's probably a Celtic court yeah another for, for me was when we went to the Ladies Irish Cup final yes. in September yes um, between Glentorne and Longfield yeah mm-hmm. yeah which was, um, which was great because we were completely behind the scenes at uh, at Windsor, yeah, at Windsor Park. You had a song to the pitch. I, I, I did. I was, I was like, listen, we're going to do it all today. Like we're here. With, with, I want to kick the ball at least. Um, <laughs> I think, I think the, the real thing is, Grant. Like it is the most um, in the Irish League. This is the like it, for us. This is the most ridiculous thing. Like, what even are we doing? Um, mm. Two two people um, that just sit in the crowds. Um, and are very happy just to go anywhere and just really feel the love of the game. And I, yeah. I think it's, um, I mean, we were talking to you and Aberdeen about it, like it's mental. So, yeah, um, yeah we'll just see where it goes. But yeah, a lot of quirks, a lot of people, um, footballers in the Irish League, who you kind of hold to a bit of a celebrity status. Yeah. If you meet them like <laughs> B&Q or something. <laughs> so, um, you know, so it, it is like, just whenever, I suppose whenever somebody knows you from this, like um, John has met um, a few of the people from like the BBC who've yeah. recognised him, and I've met a few like fans in different clubs who are like, oh, you're the guy from the Waffle. But just how people have been really receptive to it. It's fantastic. It is, actually, it is the most, biggest load of crap. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> I, I think as well, Grant, <laughs> the biggest thing. One of the biggest things about football is it's a game of opinions as absolutely, well. Absolutely, absolutely. This opportunity that we have just to share our opinions. And, you know, I love when uh, our followers on Twitter either agree or disagree with us. Yeah, you know, Because yeah. it, it gets conversation going. It, gets, it keeps people engaged with the, the league. With absolutely. Football. Yeah. And I just I love, I love the banter as well. So it's, mm-hmm. just, it's just great to, to be, have, a, have a, a platform, I guess, just to give your opinion and, you know, 
see if people agree or disagree. That's, that's what uh, it means to me. I think it's it's good yeah absolutely I mean I mean, when you were talking about um, the opportunity to go to the Oval um, and uh, and uh, Windsor Park you know on, on my bucket list is to actually go over to Belfast uh, and watch uh, an Irish League game um, I've, I've spoken to a few friends of mine who've who've been one of my mates actually went to Solitude to watch Cliftonville I think was last season and they said that the atmosphere at, uh, at Solitude was fantastic but just going back to the uh, the Glentoran uh, Larn game for, for a moment uh, I remember uh, a previous episode of my show where Michael Clark was on, um, of course, the presenter of the score. And I saw a big shout out to Michael, um, great follower of the show. Um, an absolute legend. Um, really good game that Glen Torren Lauren game. And, you know, what I really like, and you mentioned this, I think, quite a lot in your sort of kind of. What, what the kind of quirks are of kind of doing the podcast on Northern Irish football. Um, I thought it was quite interesting to see that it really, I think, and this is my personal opinion, I think the Northern Irish League is a league that is growing. Um, not only with you guys doing your own thing, but the score and I has been doing really well in Lis- on Lisburn's 98FM with Michael and co. You know, you've got Nicola and Joel with Irish League Behaviour podcast and loads of things going on there. So it's a league that, in my opinion, is growing. And obviously Linfield having a great run in the Europa League qualifiers as well. Crusaders getting the opportunity to play Wolves. It's it's all good things for, for Northern Irish football, I would say. Yeah, Grant, I mean, you've, you've hit the nail on the head. Um, I think, to be fair, like, when you come over to Belfast, we'll, we'll treat you, for sure. Yeah. Okay, it's of, noted. <laughs> we'll head to maybe a couple of games and try and make a weekend of it. Yeah. Um, but no, you're completely right. Um, I think we're probably a wee bit more immersed in the league now from the perspective of quite a few teams we'd be quite in close contact with so mm. yeah it is it's a very good time I've been a fan of the Irish League for I don't know like 20 years and um, I think that it, it is something that probably gets a hard press yeah. but from no, no one more than people who actually live in Northern Ireland and think you know why would you want to go to Warren Point on Saturday to mm. watch them play mm. do you know mm. I'm not, I'm not um, disrespecting them but yeah it, it does get a hard press, mm-hmm. um, but I do think slowly um, it is growing. Yeah. Um, I think we are affected a lot by um, football in England in Absolutely. the Premier League. Yeah. Um, same in Scotland, really. Scotland is kind of the yeah, same. I mean, if you're not if you're not a spur of Rangers or Celtic, um, maybe the Edinburgh clubs, Aberdeen. You know, you kind of really fighting for the crumbs of uh, others' tables, really. Um, so that that's what I believe, anyway. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll just jump in here as well. So, what, what sort of what Connor was saying there? Um, that used to be me. I used to be that guy that had absolutely no interest in Irish League football. And it's only been more recently for me mm. that I got into it. Mm. Um, and it was the man sitting across the table for me that got me into it. Um, that <laughs> <laughs> so probably around what twenty fifteen I probably got into it. Before that, if you asked me um, to go to an Irish League game, I'd be like, no, nah, absolutely not. But until you actually go and experience it. You know, you'll never fall in love with it, and that's what happened with me. I absolutely fell in love with it. I think it's brilliant. Um, just, you know, you have football right on your doorstep, and you just need to go out and experience it. I think. Um, yeah. I think some people just, I don't know, some people, as, as Connor was saying, or he jumped in, and um, about like the Premier League and stuff. You know, obviously a lot of people focus on that, or maybe even over here, you'd have a lot of following for Rangers and stuff like as well. Yeah. People are focusing on that, but you know, if you actually do get down, like your, you know, your local teams and stuff, and um, get into the, 
you know, local league. It, it's just brilliant. You'll, you know, you'll absolutely follow it because I know, I know finally now. I was missing out big time by not going. Um, absolutely. And, like, I could never not go now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Enjoy it. It, it really is fantastic. Um, there, there was a, there was a couple of other thoughts that occurred to me as well. You were talking about um, Irish League legends that you maybe meet in B and Q, for instance. It's funny you mentioned that because earlier today we're, we're recording this on uh, Tuesday, the 29th of October, and uh, I was walking, I was walking in the street and crossing the street today, and I was pretty sure I seen Niall McGinn and uh, Lewis Ferguson of Aberdeen fame um, walking the street, and now it was quite dark. And uh, I think I think Niall was on his phone, and I'm not sure what Lewis Ferguson was doing. I think he was maybe eating a sandwich or something. But I turned my back just for a sec, because I had to almost kind of check, was it them? And it was, and it was like, ah, oh, crumbs. <laughs> <laughs> but I think um, I've been to the Pataudry a few times, Grant, and I think you're very fortunate to have, I think it's a great stadium and mm. a great fan base in Aberdeen. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean. Obviously, Aberdeen, uh, Bob Pataudry is uh, no longer very soon going to be Aberdeen's home. We're um, relaunching to a new stadium um, out out in the out in the sort of west of the city, um, which yeah. is um, going to be an interesting change. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens out at uh, Kingsford. Um, you know, it, it's going to be an interesting process. I think possibly um, in a in a sort of subconscious way. Uh, maybe performances on the pitch have kind of taken a slight drop with that in mind. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of activity happening off the pitch and maybe on the pitch, maybe things aren't quite happening for us this season. So I've been a little bit stop-start from Aberdeen so far this season. Obviously, in keeping with the, the weekend where Celtic really gave us a bit of a lesson. More on that later. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, all things considered, you know, you know Aberdeen have done... All right, you know, consistently top six. I just think at times, and this is me probably being a little bit brutal being an Aberdeen fan, I always think that I always expect a little bit more from Aberdeen now that obviously with Derek McInnes being at the in the job for nearly, I think it's six years now, I think, I'm trying to think when he started, I think it was 2013, kind of test my knowledge. Um, but, you know, he's, he's come in, you know, he won the League Cup in 2014, and I thought when he did that, I thought he maybe would have kicked on and maybe won a Scottish Cup, maybe won a couple more trophies, but maybe got them into the you know playoff round in the Europa League, but it just hasn't quite happened, and there's a little bit of frustration, I think, now sort of developing with Aberdeen fans, but it is interesting to see what happens there. Um, one last quick thought uh, before we move on. Um, is there any stadiums, or are there any stadiums, I should say, that you would sort of, if if anybody outside of Northern Ireland was wanting to go to a match, you could say, right, you have to go ahead. Obviously, probably Windsor and the Oval probably are up there, but maybe some of the more unusual ones, maybe some people could visit? Well, I would say, um, maybe this is more just a personal view, but I really like Mornview Park. Okay. Um, in Glenavon. Which is home to Glenavon, yeah. yeah. Um, I just, there's just something about it. I think there's always a great playing surface there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just they just seem like a really good club as well and um, anytime we've been down the fans have been you know good to us um, talk away to them you know like most grounds really but it's just it's a grind that I've always sort of really enjoyed going to so if if somebody's going and they're not looking to go to any you know like the Oval or Windsor um, I, I'd say check more view I, I quite enjoy it I think it's a great league grind mm-hmm. um, I, I'm a big fan of well I always like going to Solitude I think Solitude is Celebrating their like 
Ireland and I think that um, it was a few weeks ago my, my, my friend Peter was over he'd never been to an Irish League game before and Chris and Bill were playing Lauren mm-hmm. so I took him to the ground and we went into the social club and um, did a wee bit of a tour of the stadium and that would be a place I'd probably I think it has a lot of history yes not just in football but in the Irish League but like you say the Oval is good I'm a big fan of some of the smaller grounds I really like Fernie Park where Ballon and Mallard play yeah um, and I think Taylor's Avenue we probably both where Carrick are at we, we both really like there Michael um, Clark's home team as well Carrick what's that? Michael Clark's home team Carrick it's Michael Clark yeah and um, um, I think in I think Inver's going to grow into quite a Yes. Um, mm-hmm. as well. But uh, like you can make you honestly could make a case for most grounds. Yeah. Um, I'd say probably probably not to go. If you if you've never been to a match before and actually I'd maybe say not to go not not to start at Windsor because Windsor when when Linfield are playing can be very empty. It's not like seeing Northern Ireland play there. Yes. Uh, yeah. whereas if you go and watch Linfield play away from home that's more, much more desirable. They travel very, very well. Yeah. Um, and I think the fans can nearly make away games seem like home games because they're so... Um, they travel in number. They're very vocal. And I think that's actually a benefit to Linfield when they go to the likes of Stanmore, another great park. Yeah. yeah. Um, Dungannon, of course, yes. yes. Yeah. I, I think that that's a real benefit for Linfield is that they can be very much on top of uh, the action. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, you over. You want to go? Um, I'm not sure yet. I haven't planned when I would go over. But I'm possibly looking at okay, next year, right. but uh, <laughs> I will. Uh, I will keep that in mind for sure. Um, it's in my. It's in. Like I said, it's on my bucket list. I will uh, get back to you. Okay, guys. Well, that's uh, that's kind of the first uh, third of the show done. Um, let's move into a little bit of a check in on tonight's. Uh, well, as I said, recording this on Tuesday, League Cup quarter final uh, matches are taking place tonight. Uh, Ballymena Crusaders, Dundella, Coleraine, Linfield, Cliftonville, and Newry Institute. As we are doing this at the moment, uh, three results in Coleraine, five one winners at Dundella. Uh, the Blues beating the Reds, Linfield beating Cliftonville 1-0 and Institute winning 1-0 away at Newry. Currently it's still 1-1 between Ballymena and Crusaders. Gents, um, thoughts on those results so far? I think, um, yeah, I think Corian, I think it's a good result for them because in recent years in the cup competitions, um, certainly the, the League Cup and the... What was the other one there? Um, the Irish Cup, isn't it? No, it's not about the Irish Cup. But anyway, in sort of some of the cup competitions, um, they've not been the strongest. I know, like, the league form this season has been unbelievable. So yeah. for them to carry that on into, like, the likes of tonight um, is brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, I think that's a fantastic result for them. And, uh, yeah, they, they could have, you know, they could have more than one piece of silverware this season. Yeah, especially especially after Dundella sensationally beat Larne in the, in the previous round away from home. Yeah, so I, I think yeah, very impressive win. Um, even though we were thinking, oh, they're in great form, it's probably expected. Um, I, I I sort of thought maybe Corian would have just said uh, tonight maybe like a two-one, maybe three-one, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Donna scored five there. I think that's a great result away from them. 
Yeah, and uh, I think Ben Doherty got a hat-trick, didn't he, including uh, yeah. scoring a penalty. He actually missed one as well, I think, looking at the, the text I've got in front of me here. So, Coleraine, yeah. um, safely through. Anything else to add before I move on with that one? Yeah, no, I, I was just going to say Ben Doherty has been, uh, I mean, this is his season. He's the MVP. Like, he has just um, been unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I, I think I've seen him a few times and he just seems to be the player who pops up just at the right moment and he has that sort of um, real instinct. I've actually seen him a few times this season been playing at wing back. I think mm. he's been in the left back as well as down in the field and stuff. Yeah. So, um, but everything, everything in Korean just seems to be going the right way. Yeah. We're all probably waiting, maybe yourself included, Graham. Mm. Mm-hmm. When is the bubble going to burst? Well, I was going to come on to that because I actually thought that they would lose at the weekend against Linfield, to be honest. But uh, we'll get on to that in just a short while. Speaking of Linfield, um, good win for them against Cliftonville 1-0. And they uh, put to bed uh, last week's um, County Antrim Shield loss on penalties as well. Yeah, I think um, I, I was half expecting uh, the Reds to actually go and win that game tonight. Because I think Cliftonville, I think we've mentioned the Waffle, and Connor's mentioned it quite a bit in the Waffle as well, about how nobody's really talking about Cliftonville no. this season, but mm-hmm. yet they've already, like, we've seen, uh, I think it was last week at start, where they've already equaled um, their away points yeah. uh, this season, that they have, you know, this uh, for the whole of last season. Yeah. So I think Cliftonville has been very impressive this season. Um, they certainly strengthened um, more, in, like, defen- more defensively um, than anything else, because... They've always had a great attack, um, probably one of the, you could argue, one of the best in the league. Yep. Um, and I think, you know, I half expected them to go there and win again tonight. Um, mm. But I think for Linfield, it's a big win. Um, it's a bounce, you know, bounce back from Saturday's defeat. Absolutely. Um, the the Korean. So I think, yeah, good win. Um, yeah, I mean, you get, we haven't seen any highlights or anything, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I think with the scoreline, it sounded as if it was maybe tight. Yeah. Um, but obviously we don't know without seeing the highlights and stuff but yeah I think great great win for Linfield to, to bounce back from Saturday's real yeah Joe Cooper well. oh sorry 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 Grant no that's right go um, I don't think it's the end of the road for Cliftonville either I don't think they will really be that upset about losing tonight obviously they have had so much success in the last 10 years in the League Cup they kind of had they had that cup you know more of Solitude than I have the tea cups in my uh, <laughs> cupboard. But, yeah. Um, I think they already will be just looking ahead to Saturday. Um, yeah. And for Cliftonville, you know the league. Um, that's the bread and butter. Um, they are the dark horse in this. Yeah. Everyone's looking. We think at a Korean and 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 Linfield, but I honestly think something's something's brewing maybe in mm. North Belfast mm-hmm. um, but at the same time you know that Colin like, this is such a different Colin team to one we even saw six to nine months ago yeah. um, under Rodney McAree uh, mm-hmm. under, under Rodney McAree of course and um, whenever Big Oren was uh, over with you yeah he, he did well at St. Um, Mirren I, I, I was I was really disappointed to see him um, kind of leave St. Mirren because obviously he kept them up 
Um, yeah. And I, I, I thought maybe they would kick on this season. You know, Jim Goodwin's obviously come in. We'll get on to it in a wee while. Um, you know, they're sort of still where they are. I still think they're going to be in a scrap. Yeah. But, you know, I think... I think uh, Oren will have uh, done his um, managerial credentials. Um, no harm taking a chance coming to Scotland. I think he'll certainly have uh, uh, helped his CV no end. Just, just to cut, just to finish up that Linfield uh, game. Joel Cooper with the only goal of the game. Um, included Richard Brush saving a penalty as well from uh, Shane Lavery. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if you've seen that background, but it did look like the ball maybe across the line. Uh, we need VAR now, actually. Yeah, well, we'll come on to that because we'll talk about the game on Friday night between uh, Clonavon and Balmino, we'll get to that um, shoot winning 1-0 at Newry City good win for them, they're kind of uh, turning the corner a wee bit yeah I think they are uh, Grant you know, what a result on uh, Saturday for them, mm, absolutely you know, last week we were doing our predictions, we didn't see that coming, agreement. didn't really see yeah, that we coming both, we were both in agreement that it would be like maybe a 3-4-0 win for mm. Um I was, I was like Quite, quite surprising. Um, so I think fantastic result for them and to go tonight down to Newry. And Newry's side who um, also you know, beat Glen Allen last week. So uh, their, I guess their tails would have been up. They would have been right up for it. Um, as we were saying earlier, we were talking about Newry, you know, about just how you know, good a sort of youthful team they are and that. So yeah. I think that, um, yeah, I think, think, I think that's a very good result right from the Institute. And Joel, yeah, and, and Joel McCready, former Coleraine player, of course, um, scoring quite a few goals. For they really miss, I think, Michael McCrudden, who was superb for them last season. Yeah, yeah. 100%, 100%. But yeah, Joel McCready has done very well this season. I think um, they do have quite a good team, actually, Institute, on paper. Mm. Um, I, like, I rate Keaton Bonner very highly, yeah. uh, Connor Torres as well, Aidan McCauley. You know, there are, there are players throughout the team that are very impressive um, Niall Grace I think returned to the club just at the end of August yeah um, yeah like they do have maybe this is something now obviously with Sean Connor in um, I think he's got Paul McLaughlin as one of his assistant coaches like, yeah they could really push on yeah um, a point on Saturday against Alarn who you know on paper should have destroyed them yeah um, and you know went away to Newry tonight who um it's a difficult place to go. Um, then very, very difficult place to go. Um, our friend Andrew Davy was actually refereeing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, big shout to Andrew, who of course was on Score NI on Friday, um, wasn't he? With yeah, Michael, yeah, yeah. Michael and Colin. Yeah, so interesting to hear from. Very interesting. Um, but yeah, no, really, really good result. Um, and you'd imagine, I, I think it's good for Institute. Obviously, they're playing at the Bramby. Well, I think it's very important for the league that there's a, a team in the northwest. Yes. Um, so, I mean, you could you could argue that. I mean, I'm I'm a Fermanagh man, so I'm very happy when Ballon Mallard are doing well and are in yeah. the top division. Um, just because obviously they're the only team in County Fermanagh. But, yeah. Um, you know, you just love to see. You love to see. As far as you can spread the Irish League, the better. Yeah, and it's the same in Scotland. You know, I think uh, obviously in the past we've had a really strong cohort up in the up in the north. But we've had Aberdeen, we've had Inverness, Cali, Thistle. The Ross County have come up this year, and you know I've, I've done really well. Cali, unfortunately, is still down in the Championship, but you know they're in a really tight scrap in the league below with Dundee, the two Dundee clubs, Dundee United and Dundee. Um, so big clubs in that Championship, and you obviously look at the Premier League as well. 
on. You know, you've got the two Edinburgh clubs, you know, for Scabardine. It's, it's a really competitive league. Take the old farm aside, you know, every, all the other ten clubs, you know, there's there's kind of not much to choose. You know, Kilmarnock have, are doing all right after a tough start for Angelo Alessio and co. St Johnston are usually a tough team, okay, they haven't started too great. Hamilton are scrappers. They are, they're kind of like the Warren point of that league. Always scrappers. They don't know when they're beaten at times. And uh, you know, I, I quite like our league in, the, in that sense. And obviously, Celtic and Rangers, uh, when all is said and done, it's going to be one of those two that are going to win the league most seasons. Usually Celtic because they're on for the nine in a row at the moment. But you know, for the first time in a long time, Rangers are on their maybe on their way back and certainly certainly closer to challenging Celtic. Certainly in my, in our league. And obviously, you've got uh, Tommy Wright at St. Johnson. He's yes. done a great job, I think. You know, he obviously came over. Um, from the Irish League yeah. um, funnily enough actually his brother is the manager of a local convenience store here in the wow. little town that I live in oh well, that's um, interesting <laughs> very weird um, so he's always good chat gives me a good banter about, about how Tommy's getting on but I think for, for Perth for St Johnson being a wee club like he's, he's done very very well and Joe Gormley of course was a former St Johnston player wasn't he for a uh, short yeah, while for a short while yeah yeah um, was he on loan there, maybe? I think so. Yeah, I, 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 I was trying to, I was trying to rack my brains for other people who've played, obviously, because Liam Boyce, who went to, was at Cliftonville, was at Ross County, where we all scored tonight in the, uh, the EFL Cup yeah, for Burton Albion against Leicester. Um, I think Curtis Allen had a stint in Scotland. He was at Inverness um, for a short yeah, period of time yeah, as well. Yeah, Darren obviously. Absolutely, yeah, another one who I, I, he was one of the players I sort of fell in love with when I first started watching. Um, the Northern Irish League Gavin White being another one of course doing well yeah. down there yeah. uh, is it it's still at Oxford now or is it he moved the to QPR yeah. oh he's at Cardiff sorry he's at Cardiff that's yeah. right he was at Oxford I remember him being at Oxford he was at Oxford yeah so we, Mark Sykes Mark uh, Sykes is, he, yes he's still at Oxford yeah he's actually doing very well at Oxford and then you've got Brad Lyons at um, Blackburn, Blackburn. Uh, Paul Smith at QPR Paul Smith been, has been superb at QPR in fact I think he played last night in the game with Brentford I think maybe I, I certainly was on the, in the team right. was he on the bench he was on the bench at some point yeah I don't know if he came on or not but um, we'll continue um, the show um, Balamina Crusaders is still in extra time we'll keep you posted throughout the show you obviously will know the score now because when it when this comes out you'll see who has gone through but just for the crack we'll keep it going and uh, we'll hear our thoughts on that later on gents let's review the weekend's action which uh, took place uh, well last weekend really um, let's start with that game on Friday night Glen Torren um Having a bit of a second half fight back against Balomina, uh, winning three one. Um, where do we want to start? We want to. We have to really start with that penalty that Balomina, in inverted commas, scored. Yeah, um, that I, I, I seen sort of the the highlights of that, and uh, I seen the some sort of people taking some still images, obviously, of it and stuff. I think it was. I don't know. I think from some angles, I was looking at it going, "Okay, I think the ball is over the line." Other mm. angles, I was thinking, no, nah, it definitely wasn't. It was a ghost goal. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was given. I think it's a difficult one for the referee. Yeah. Um, obviously, in the Premier League, you've got you've got VAR. It's going to sort it out for you. Mm. Um, no, sorry, not even VAR. You've got like technology. Um, yeah. It's going to sort it out for you. Yeah. Um, whereas we obviously have that over here. So it's a very difficult one for the referee. Um, I think it was Tim Marshall on Friday night. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean... 
obviously Clinton fans weren't too happy they were thinking there's no way to go referees know better but I think for anyone in that position it's, it's going to be a very hard decision he's probably given the benefit to the, the attacking team um, and he's probably thought it looks like it was over the line so we've got to give it so yeah, yeah I think I think he probably got it right I think that's probably the thing they would get in the second half spurred Glentorn on well, that was what I was going to say mm-hmm. to win the game mm-hmm. um, it was Plum got the goal there in the yep. second half um, what have you thought, Grant? What's your opinion been on Plum this I, I think Plum's been a revelation for Glenn Turin. I mean, what a what a player from a dead ball. You know, he's he's like the guy you bring on Subutio to take free kicks. Absolutely superb. Um, we, we, we've seen a lot of great free kicks in the Irish League this season. Uh, I think uh, the guy Randall scored a great one for Larn. Um, couple of well, last last not last Friday night, but the Friday before. Um, seen a couple of really good ones. Um, so, yeah, Plume's been a revolution. I think uh, Van Overbeek has also been a bit of a, a find as well for Glentor. And I think they've got a little bit more steel about them. In, you know, in previous seasons, they've sort of, I don't know, wilted in, in matches when you know they, they really should have been looking to try and get points out of. But you know, that was a good win for them on, on Friday night, especially yeah, considering yeah, the circumstances. I think, I think the, the when you hear Mick McDermott being interviewed, I think he... Yes, you're right. Plum has been great, and uh, Van Overbeek, very good signings that have come in, and Anatolovic in that, um, as well as Paddy McKean. They're sort of the big names. Mm-hmm. But for me, you've got to look at players like Johnny Fraser, yeah. uh, Cameron Stewart. You know, they, they've come in maybe just to give that squad a wee bit more something from the bench. Yeah, something from the Some bench. energy was the word I was thinking of as well, because you've also got the la- young yeah. lad O'Neill as well, who's been very good. Yeah, Paul O'Neill has, yeah, I think for the last year or two, Paul O'Neill has sort of been bubbling, but this season has been really, really impressive. And, he, you know, he's benefiting from how well Grantorn are doing at the minute. Yeah. But he's sort of stand up and being counted for. I think maybe Mick McDermott's like, you know, he... Paul O'Neill isn't keeping Curtis Allen out of the team and Curtis Allen is injured Yeah, but I am sure Mick McDermott is thinking how did I get back in yeah you know where, where does Curtis Allen fit in this team um, yeah. and also you know, Paul O'Neill is you saw probably last week against Lauren uh, with the two goals two great finishes yeah and for, for a young lad I think he's 17 or 18 I think there's a big career ahead for him mm. And, and I was having a look at the, the stats. Uh, Plumas and, and Robbie McDade have scored the same amount of league goals, six apiece so far. That was certainly something that Glenn Turin struggled for last season, almost relying on Curtis Allen for his goals. Yeah, 100%. Um, I met Curtis Allen in uh, Spar recently. Bit of a legend. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I think he must live near Lisbon. Um, <laughs> but... Um, yeah, no, you're completely right. He was he was the talisman, and fair play to him. Obviously, every time transfer window comes around, the rumours start. Where is Curtis Allen going? Um, who's he been linked to? But he's really, um, I don't know. He, he he's been a real servant of the club in mm. the same respect. Morris, you could you could say Marcus Keane, um, Elliot Morris, obviously the goalkeeper. Elliot yeah, Morris. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Um, I know he's sort of playing second fiddle now to Antolovic, but um, he's still in the squad and I would imagine a very, very big personality. Yeah. Um, let, let's have a quick chat about Balamina. One win from the last six games. Is it start to panic a little bit? Uh, not for me. I think Balamina, you ha- I think you have to look at 
some of the players they've had missing this season, uh, especially I'm going to go for. He was playing tonight. Actually, got sent off. Adam Leckie. Yeah. And um, he came on. I, I'm not sure if he started the game tonight or came on, but he, he did get red carded. Um, but I, I think when you look at some of the players they've been missing in, in terms of uh, Leckie, I think you know they're lacking what they had last season. Mm. But David Jeffrey is a, a fantastic manager. Um, he'll just keep. Yeah. He'll keep them up to the fight all season long. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think. Yeah. I think. Teams around them this season have maybe improved more than them. Mm-hmm. Um, They've sort of plateaued, maybe, I think, is the word I would use. Yeah, um, possibly. Um, I think last season we've seen a real high from Ballymena. Um, I think their fans probably were hoping they could nearly about again this season. Don't think we've seen that just yet, but I think it's early doors. I think, you know, I think David Jaffe will, will turn things around and get it right. Um, I mean, it, you know, football can be like, you know, results can. Yeah, football can be cruel to you. Um, I Absolutely. Think, well, I mean, uh, they play good football. They they entertain their fans. You know, I, I don't see. You know, David Jeffries, good manager. I think they're going to be fucking. Yeah. Turn things around. Yeah. Uh, uh, Crusaders have just scored in the last minute of the game. Uh, Jonathan. Blimey. So, yeah, it just comes through, wow. Extraordinary. Yeah. You're getting live updates on this week's Campbell's Football. Fantastic. I love it. I love it. Um, um, yeah, so there you have it from the, the fellas in the know. Um, let's move into Saturday's games, gents. And what a win for the Bannon Siders. 1 0 Cole Rain against the champions. Yeah, that that's massive. Um, I I sort of thought going into it might have been a draw because I couldn't see. I just could not see Corian losing on the run. Because <laughs> I couldn't see. Um, I could not see Corian losing because of the run they've been on. Um, to go and get the win, though, absolutely fantastic. And it was Aaron Canning that came up with the goal. He's been absolutely brilliant for them this season. Mm-hmm. Um, probably a player that slips under the radar a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think I think he's been a. They've had so many standout players, so it's hard probably to just pick one. But I think he's been up there as one of their standouts. One of the, um, you know, he can, yeah, one of the guys who's always. Uh, I've always liked watching for Corian. It's Chris Johns, the the goalkeeper. I, I think he's always very solid. I don't think he usually has yeah. any bad games or very few bad games. Yeah. I've seen him. There was talk back in January when Oren was at uh, St. Mary's that Johns was actually going to you know go over there, go over over there and stuff. But obviously he's not. He's on holiday. Yeah. It's obviously just some rumors. <laughs> but then um, I kind of would, I kind of would believe that. I think he's a really good goalkeeper. Very um, good keeper. I think he's, he's probably a bit underrated as well. You know, yeah. whenever you talk about some players underrated, he's one that maybe some people don't really talk mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. But I think he's, he, yeah, I think I agree with you, Grant. I think he's a very good player. Um, and as you say, is one of the standouts. But the, one, of the, one of the players for me who epitomizes Coleraine is Owen Bradley. Oh, yeah. The Enigma. <laughs> yeah, you're completely right. Um, Boy's just an absolute. Think, he 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 is he is pretty much the Akin Fenwa of the the Irish league. <laughs> maybe maybe get away there. Maybe then Ibrahimovic. Um, yeah, I mean one night he actually tried to run me over in his car. Um, <laughs> on the note, and I would go on to become a, a famous Irish league podcaster. Could have been a different story though. Could have been a very different story. Yeah, my views from beyond the grave. Yeah. No. <laughs> But, but, um, yeah, sorry to go. So Bradley, yeah. <laughs> sorry, Owen. Yeah, he, he has been. He does epitomise. You're completely right. He epitomises Corian. There, 
I mean, he he is incredibly cheeky. He try he'll pull shirts all day long. He'll he'll. Um, he's a good old fashioned centre forward. He's a good old yeah, fashioned centre forward. Um, he'll have a word in your ear. Yeah. It is like incredibly smart. He's yeah. just smart. Yeah, he really is. Um, and it'll be interesting to see if he can stay fit. Yeah. Corian will do very very well. I agree. Um, but he is he's one of those players I, I think in the Irish League that, that's the kind of player you need to have mm-hmm. in your team yeah arguably maybe that's why other some teams Balamina for example with missing Adam Leckie but yeah. haven't been um, doing so well this season yeah um, maybe even could, could throw teams like Dan Gannon um, into that where they don't have like that sort of focal point up top center. yeah exactly exactly um, so and especially, you know, if, we're, if we want to talk about like Crusaders, for example, they're a team that really miss, that, that, that want to play to Jordan Owens up top. Well, Joe Taggart um, mentioned that on Irish League Behaviour, didn't he? When Coleraine went to Seaview and beat them 2 0, they really missed Jordan yeah. Owens. Yeah, yeah, I agree 100%. with him. Um, but I think, I think like uh, Coleraine knew how to play without Owen Bradley, and mm-hmm. that maybe won't stand them in good stead. Yeah, um, not a classic on Saturday by all accounts. Um, Linfield have lost to Coleraine twice. Crusaders have lost to Coleraine twice. Therefore, gents, are Coleraine favourites for the title? I think right now you're probably going to just you probably jump on and go yes, but mm-hmm. I still think that Linfield squad is very strong. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's very early in the season. Yeah, and I. I think Corian are going to be up there for sure, but I don't think they're going to win the league. I would probably yeah. be in agreement with you there. I said Linfield from the start, um, simply because of their experience and because they've done it before and David Healy knows how to win big tails. Obviously so does Stephen Baxter and I would ex- still expect Crusaders to be their nearest rival. However, you know, I think they'll get some tough matches this season, as we've seen with with Coleraine. Um, you know, obviously we've spoke about Glen Torren are, are are a more shrewd opposition this year. Cliftonville are really the dark horses, as you've mentioned. Larnk, I think, could possibly cause a few um, surprises, yeah. especially Inver. You know, I think they'll be tough to beat. And then you got teams like Crusader struggle at Balomina. You know, obviously they they obviously look like they've won that match in the League Cup tonight. But you know, in the past, Crusaders have always struggled going to to Balomina. Yeah. So I think Balamina could be like one of their bogey teams. You know, yeah. They really, as you say, they really struggle up there. Um, I think I think Balamina. I don't know. They should really come alive against Crusaders at the yeah. showground. So yeah, yeah I, I totally agree with you on that. Like I think um, it, it's you know they play they play Balamina now. Is this the third or fourth time they played them already this season? Yeah, they've been in two two cup competitions against them. So and they got they've you know got the better of them. In one of the kind of shoes, obviously yeah. going through. Absolutely. Um, Aldi, so yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I totally agree with that point. Like, I think it could be a bogey team. Okay, let's move on. Um, Cliftonville, we haven't really spoken about them. 5 0 thrashing they gave Dungannon Swifts on Saturday. Yeah, um, but at half time it was only 0 0. Um, Dungannon, you're, you're talking there about bogey teams. Dungannon and Cliftonville is a prime example of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cliftonville, uh, the, the last season or two, you have been able to buy a win against Dungannon. Um, last season, I think it was the League Cup and the Irish Cup. Dungannon knocked them both out of at Solitude. Yeah. Um, what, 
the, the, the greatest thing I think that um, Paddy has done since he's gone into Cliftonville is he's just stabilised things. I don't think, you know, on the face of it, Cliftonville are maybe very top heavy um, with the likes of the strike force that they have, but what he's done, obviously a former uh, centre back, absolutely, just really, you know, they've, they've got more clean sheets than my local laundry this season. Yeah. And they're just, <laughs> like they're just, uh, they're doing so well, but yeah, half time nil nil. I, um, I wasn't there, but there was no way for me that that was going to end nil nil. No. Um, and, you know, 15 minutes into the second half, Joe Gormley's hit his uh, 199th, 200th and 201st goal for the club. And he, and he is a, a he is an Irish League legend, Joe Gormley, isn't he? Joe the goal just I'm keeps on scoring. Unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, that, that, um, it's just so impressive. And from such a humble guy that clearly loves the club. Um, so I think, you know, there, you could go across the Irish League and you, you'd find it hard to find someone that would have a bad word to say about him. Yeah. I think there's that mutual appreciation of just a really really impressive player that we're very fortunate to have in the league right now mm-hmm. um, but yeah finished 5-0 Conor McMenamin, um got the last goal as well player that this season has, has done very well but throughout that um, Cliftonville team you know Richard Rush you, you'd mentioned earlier on tonight uh, Grant saving a yes. penalty comes no surprise but you look like there's players there, Conor McDermott, Gary Breen, um, Jamie Harney, and uh, Aaron Donnelly at the back. I mean, Aaron Donnelly's very young, Conor McDermott very young, Jamie Harney's, you know, maybe 24, 25. So it's not the oldest team in the world. And, um, yeah, and also, and yeah, and also Richard Rush's uh, career was kind of under threat, wasn't it? Because he had a very serious uh, illness, didn't he, for a bit? Yeah, he did. So he was he was actually at the Mallards, um, I think, and um, he had quite literally hung up the gloves um, to drag. And uh, he is a social worker, so we got the um, I don't know. We just got the offer, I think, from from Cliftonville. They were pretty much in dire needs um, when Devlin moved on, mm-hmm. and they, you know, Richard Brush has I would. Maybe go as far as saying it's not a fan favourite then. Yeah, yeah. He's always a very solid keeper. Um, certainly from obviously his time at Ballon and Mallard, I, I certainly have followed yeah. him. Um, quick, quick, quick word on Dungannon. Four straight defeats. Um, real problems for Chris Lindsay's team at the moment. Yeah, I mean, obviously had an unbelievable start to the season. Um, but much like um what the fans were really going in. I think Chris Lindsay I think come in and he's doing a really good job. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's some really great players in there. I mean you look at the likes of they they got Michael Carville um in their plan and he's he's having a pretty decent season yeah. for them. I like Oshin yeah, Smith, I think he's a really good player. Yeah, he is, yeah. So I think they've got the good they've got good players around the squad, um a good mix of experience and some good youth as well. So I think um obviously lost um lost Paul McElroy is probably a, a good player for them. Yeah. Um Big loss for them. Yeah. But but um yeah, I think they'll be okay. I think they're I don't think they're going anywhere, um or going town or anything like that. I think they're they're too strong for that. Yeah. Um I think yeah, they're just I don't know. I mean, a few seasons ago, they won the League Cup, didn't they? Yeah, so, yeah, they beat Balamina in the final. Yeah, I mean, Ryan Mays is unbelievable. That's right. Yeah, I mean, 
Great play. I, I see them as a, I don't know. I, I think they're I think they're gonna be fine. I don't think there's any issues, but I think they're gonna go on these runs this season where maybe mm. they'll get a few and and then maybe they'll go on to like three or four defeats. Yeah. A few draws going in there. I think that's just gonna be their season. Yeah. Um, but I think Lindsay's just gonna keep this the ship steady. The cool. issue for them right now is the fact that Sam Johnson's outside injured. Yes, that's um, a big loss. Uh, Niall Morgan Niall Morgan did net um, and got Addis obviously on the bench, so you know, it's, it, I think that is something that's impacting the results at the minute. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying they would have beaten Griffinville on Saturday had they had Sam Johnson in that. So I would put up there as a keeper, maybe not as high a standard as Chris Jones. Mm-hmm. I'll let you both debate that, but mm-hmm. he certainly would be a player to talk about. Um, but there, there is a lot of class um, through that team, just as John was saying. Dungannon will be fine. They're not yep. a team. They're, they're like um, to compare them to uh, a Premier League team, which you kind of have to do when you're talking about Irish League. Yeah, they're you know maybe like a West Ham or like a, a Bournemouth that like you know like John was saying will go on runs in the season. We've all have good results. They can upset teams. They have very very impressive and good players. Yeah. Uh, players that most teams would take I mean if you look at the end of the season um, three or four of the players left Dungan and went straight to Crusaders yeah um, Uruk and, yeah. Uh, and McElroy being the two I could think of yeah and Chris Hegarty as well of yeah. course yes yeah but like I mean if you look Daniel Hughes I rate very highly Sean uh, Clarkis and Chris Lowe Dylan King like they're very very good players um, yeah, Sean and Klukas follows me on Twitter, so that's a big win for me. <laughs> oh, I, I, they seem to be a team where they, they're almost like, they remind me of, I'm going to compare this to, like, when Liverpool get a buy-in from Southampton. <laughs> I, mean, I kind of feel like I kind of feel like a kind of Don in the league a wee bit. Don Gannon are like Southampton. You've heard that comparison here on Campbell's Football <laughs> this week. <laughs> But they keep, um, they keep, uh, you know, bringing in new players to replace, and it keeps working. Yeah. So I think, um, I think Dungannon do a really good job in that sense. Yeah. Those made up good teams, and Dungannon obviously, with um, the links to Glen Alvin, mm. would be teams maybe that wouldn't have the infrastructures um, or as much money as maybe teams from Belfast would have. Yeah. So I don't want to say they're selling clubs, but they may, they would, they would have. And uh, put a lot more faith in yes. younger players. Yes. I don't think that's a bad thing. I mean, if you look, if we look at Glenavon, look at the amount of changes, and I'm sure we'll, we will talk about Glenavon yep. um, in a minute or two. Yeah, we will be. That, that next on my list, actually. Yeah. yeah. That have gone from Glenavon. No wonder they've been struggling this season. I mean, they've lost. Um, Paul Miller went to Glen Torren. Uh, Chris Lindsay went to Duncanon, and that's part of your backroom staff. Yeah. Never mind the players that have gone. So. You know, um, but all in all, a good win for Cliftonville. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's move on to the well. We'll move on to Lauren Institute next before we move on to Glenavon Crusaders. We'll we'll go in order. Um, we've we've briefly talked about this earlier, but a, a good point for Institute and Lauren maybe just sort of um, stuttering a wee bit maybe of of late. Yeah, I think they might be on a little bit of a lull. Mm. Um, we were at the game a few weeks ago against Glen Torn and it, 
you know, it was a spectacle, it really was. It was, was a cracking just, game. It was a cracking yeah, game. Yeah, there was goals, there was great coverage of it. Um, all the fans from, you know, Ben Thorne and Lauren, everyone seemed to enjoy it. Obviously, Lauren and Ben probably didn't enjoy it, but um, for two neutrals going to that game, it was very enjoyable. Um, Lauren played great football, there's no doubt about that. They've um, got a good manager as well in Tune and Lynch, who I really rate. Yeah, they do. Um, there's, there's been a few people saying, there's been a few people saying, you know, and I, I don't know if I agree or disagree, um, but just from what, even on Twitter, some of our followers talk about it, is that, you know, is Tiernan Lynch going to be the man to keep Lauren going forward? And mm. um, some people aren't so sure. They think they might need a, like a David Jeffrey in there. Mm. Someone with more um, experience, mm. largely. Um, but I think, I, I think, I don't think we're, I don't think you're in a position to talk about that now, because... Yeah. They're still early in the season. Yeah. Yeah. No, not even that. I think, like, I think I'm thinking, like, not me, but some of our followers are thinking into the future, like, you know, can Darren Lynch take them to that title? Which ultimately is their aim, you know, that's what they're looking to do. And, you know, they're a club full of ambition, and I think, you know, they're doing well. But, you know, last year, I think you're saying last couple of games hasn't gone to plan for them. Yeah. Um, but like like Connor said earlier on paper, they should have uh, they should have wiped the floor with with institution. But like the ball's not about paper, so. There's two things I, I know about Lauren. Uh, one, I heard Gareth Clemens, the, the Lauren chairman, on with Michael and Colin uh, a few weeks back when I was c- coming back up the road from Glasgow. It's a really interesting interview just actually listening to a chairman of a club and where he sees his team aspiring to be in the next two, three, four, five years up the chain. Um, the second thing I think about Lauren is, you know, I watched them early in the season and, you know, they were scoring goals for fun. Um, and you talked about the Glen Torn game and I thought they deserved a point out of that game. But having said that, I didn't think Glen Torn deserved to lose the game and, you know, to win it for them was a fantastic win for them in itself. But with, going back to where I see Lauren this season, I think they are on the fringes of the top six. If they can get in the top six, it's a boost for them. If they fall just short... I, I think that's where they are right now. I think they're a mid-table sixth, seventh team where they are at the moment. Yeah, I, I'd agree with you, Grant. Uh, to an extent, I think they've been unfortunate with results. Yeah, they have um, been. They find themselves. I mean, they are. In, they're in the top six just by goal difference. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've got um, sort of a top five that are seven points clear of everyone else. Yeah. Now in the. Um, and I think that for Lauren Ballerina and Glenavon is going to be a bit of a mountain to climb. Granted, the three of them can do it, uh, but Ballerina v Lauren on Saturday is a massive game um, mm. for both of those teams. That's a big game. We'll come to your predictions for that in a, in a short while. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. But um, I think I was, I was a wee bit disappointed for Lauren. The amount, I mean, I, I know Gareth Clements and the amount of effort that is going on behind the scenes at Lauren is immense and I, I honestly do think um, is a lot more than is going on at any other club. Yeah. Uh, the desire and the ambition is, is palpable yeah. and um, from, I mean, I would have gone to Lauren games um, as, as a child and as growing up and the difference in their part has undergone is ridiculous. And I, I completely understand, um, like, as a, as, a, as a town, Lauren are completely behind um, in their park. And, yeah. And, and what, you know, they, they as, a, as a town, have bought into it. Absolutely. So it is, maybe it is patience. Um, they took the championship last season by storm. 
norm. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Um, Institute obviously will have that new manager bounce. Yeah. Um, so a great point for them going to Lauren. Um, but I'd imagine behind the scenes, Kevin Lynch probably was a bit furious that um, they didn't, you know, didn't see the game out um, and, and, and grab grab three points. Indeed. Well, we'll certainly think it's a better point for Stuart, and I agree. Um, penultimate roundup. Um, we'll, we'll continue the three o'clock games. What a win for Carrick! Back-to-back wins. Um, a 1-0 home win against Warren Point. Barry Gray, of course, back at the helm down there as well. Yeah, yeah I think that, that's a, a massive win for Carrick. Um, I, I really like Carrick this season. I like Mel Curry. I think he's a great manager. I think he's got that enthusiasm that is infectious, I think. Yeah, I think they've done such a great job. And even when the big teams come to town, or the traditional big teams, I should say, Come to time, um, they you know they, they put in a really good performance. Mm-hmm. Maybe not yeah, I completely yet. agree with that. But you know they always uh, they put in, you know I went down earlier in the season and watched them against Linfield. It was a game that was on Sky. Yeah, that's right. I watched that game and I couldn't believe I couldn't believe Cara didn't score in the first half of that match. Yeah, I mean, and I think that's probably just their problem this season. They don't have a prolific goal scorer up front. And the Stuart Nixon, obviously, uh, we were talking the other day, Grant, about it. Yeah, because I, <laughs> I, I, I got the first name mixed up. And actually, the reason I thought his name was called Sam wasn't actually connected to anything. is because I remember a character in the Bill who the Bill police uh, drama from back in the 1990s. And she was actually a woman. Her name was Samantha. <laughs> that's how I got confused. <laughs> so that's my Western super mare for the day. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think. Um, Sorry, Stuart. By the way, <laughs> if you're listening, <laughs> I think he's a he's a fantastic player for them. But yeah. I think they just they're missing someone that's just going to bang bang the goals in every week yeah. for them. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, because they're doing great things everywhere else. You know, defensively, they've been quite quite strong, especially again against the bigger sides. And um, but that that particular game, like. If they had somebody put the goals, who knows what might have happened? Because Absolutely. At the end of the day, if Nal Quinn scored the goal for Linfield, but it sort of came from nothing. Yeah. And then you know, second half they took control, then as you might have expected Linfield to do. Um, so yeah, I mean, Carrick like Carrick always gave a hundred percent. Yeah. They're just a very positive team. Yeah. Um, and I think two back-to-back wins, it's just going to keep the positive. Mm-hmm. It's going to keep that positivity flourishing for them. I must admit, you know, I I thought there was going to be three teams in in a scrap in a mini league at the bottom, that would being Warren Point, Carrick. An institute, and uh, I must admit, I wasn't too sure about Carrick simply because you're coming up from the championship, you know, it's a, a bit of a step up. I thought they would struggle, and fair play to them, you know, they're doing better than I certainly thought. But just moving on to Warren Point for a second, gents, um, Barry Gray coming in, you know, we've lost uh, Steve McDonnell, who you know had done a good job, got Warren Point, of course, to an Irish Cup final. Um, where do you see them going from here? Can they miraculously keep themselves afloat? It's a big ask for them. Only three points um, so far. I, I think this is a big task, obviously, Barry Gray has taken on. Um, I personally don't think so. Um, I think I've, I've heard a lot of people saying it's the worst, uh, one of the worst Irish League sides they've ever seen. Mm. Um, and I, I tend to agree. There's a lot of young players there and experienced players. Um, who obviously, are, they're great players, right? But if they don't have the experience to you know, try and get one point out of there, I yeah. I honestly think Stephen McDonnell, um, I was, I honestly, and I know it sounds weird, I was a bit surprised to see that happen. Um, I think they should have stuck with him. True with that. Because yeah. he's gotten them out of, out of the hole before. I think he, they, he could have done it again. Um, 
not Nate Barry Gray obviously is a decent manager as well so he's got a task ahead of him that's for sure but I think it's going to be between them and Institute um, yeah. down there in that little fight I think Carrick might just stay out of that little battle now yeah. Um, but yeah it's not I don't think it's been good for them but listen like we said earlier it's very early in the season absolutely things can change you know maybe Barry Gray has some some ideas um, that it's going to, you know, provide them. I think January is going to be massive for them. Huge. Huge. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, gents, we've chatted for over an hour already, but I'm really enjoying this, so let's keep going. Um, <laughs> the Saturday game, the late game, um, the Crusaders obviously going to the Lurgan Blues. Uh, the game finishing 2-2, and by all accounts, and uh, Gareth, I believe we spoke about this, a cracking game. Yeah, it was a cracking game. Um, I actually had it down because it was a 5 p.m. kickoff, mm. and I thought, yeah, why not? Um, so, <laughs> had it at least at 5 o'clock. I do. So, <laughs> I had it down. But, um, and I must admit, um, I thought it was probably, from my point of view, a game of two halves. I thought Crusaders dominated proceedings in the first half. Mm. I think they, their finishing probably wasn't great. And um, they didn't take the chances that fell to them. Um, Glen Alvin looked a wee bit all over the place yeah. in the first half. No, but Gary Hamilton was playing for them, and I think I honestly think it made a huge difference. Yeah. Um, I thought he played really well for them up front, and um, he just—I think he his experience really shone through because he was, you know, him and Colin Coates were having sort of the battles that you would see between Colin Coates and other players in RC. Yeah. But he was when really Bradley for you, one of yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he was just using his experience very well um, yeah. and clearly, you know, managing things out in the pitch as well. So I think that, I mean, I think he was there more probably for the some of the injuries they've got, but, like, I think it was a good decision on his, his behalf to actually, you know, start the game and play. Um, it's great to see as well. I mean, the guy's still got it. He has a great touch, unbelievable feat. Um, so, yeah, I think Crusaders took the lead just before half-time, deservedly so. Um, and then we got into the second half and Glenavon looked like a bit of a revitalised team mm-hmm. um, at the back they weren't sort of making some of the mistakes they were making in the first half um, they really sort of picked up their game and I thought as well that Gary Hamilton got this game plan spot on because yeah. they went uh, once they went one each uh, Jordan Jenkins scoring for them he's yeah. a great young player as well yeah. um, and then I think it was maybe it was maybe I could be wrong here but I think it was after that that Gary Hamilton went off Stephen Murray, Stephen came, Murray on came on and I was down with my dad and I turned around to my dad and said Stephen Murray you know he always gets a goal and he's going to do it here and uh, yeah he, he, he came up with a good I mean the ball fell to him is maybe a bit you know could have fell to anyone sort of thing but like he's always in there he's in the right places for them and when they took the lead I thought yeah they're going to do this it's brilliant for Glenavon it really is um, because they've had a hard time of it recently. they've had a tough start that's for sure and this would be a massive uh, massive result for them but then, obviously, you know, Crusaders just death managed to, to grab a goal back. But I think probably a fair result, man, given that it was a game of three halves. But um, yeah, I think Glenavon will be obviously very pleased. Yeah, I was going to. One question on Glenavon. Do you see them sort of kicking on from that result? They've got a really tough run of fixtures coming up. Cliftonville, obviously, on Saturday. I think, I think they have to. Um, I, I think they, they need to look at that game and look at, see what they've done right. Because the second half they were they were really good, probably probably the best they've been this season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think if they can emulate that second half in their games going forward, 
and um, just be as organized as they were. Maybe we'll see more Gary Hamilton. I don't know. See more Wells Anderson. Yeah, um, I think so because he's a character. Um, yeah, yeah I, I think look, I think they're gonna. I think their home games are gonna be very important for them. I think they can maybe turn things around. I, I like the squad they have. I think they're really decent young players in there. Um, and I think Gary Gary is obviously a great manager. People were, you know, only a number of weeks ago where people were calling for his head. Yeah, I know. He's yeah, I know. I think that was extraordinary. Like, yeah. You know, I think he's, he's done a fantastic job. With Absolutely. When you look at where they were and where they are now. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, I think they're going to be okay. I think there's going to be a few bumps in the road, but... You know, I think they'll be alright. Yeah. Quick point on the cruise. Um, couple of results of late have been a little bit iffy. Has that damaged their title aspirations? I don't think it. I don't think it's damaged their title aspirations. I think they're still going to be excited at the end of the season up there. I still would go in a limb and say that it's going to be Lindsay's and Crusaders neck and neck towards the end of the season. Right. Um, I think the rain might just fall away a bit. Mm. But listen, I could obviously it could be wrong. It's football, it's just opinion. Um, but I think Crusaders started the season. Nobody could touch them. Like they were on fire. Yeah. Um, but that fire seems to have sort of just gone out a little bit. Mm. Um, they're not getting the results that um, probably they're they're hoping for. Obviously, yeah. but. Um, I think they've obviously will get to it, but they have a very important game on Saturday, and I think it's going to be a tough enough for them. Yeah, okay, let's move on to the, uh, the highlight of my show. This is where my guests pit their wits against myself in my predictions challenge. I've only won twice this season, and uh, I lost yet again two weeks ago to highly established BBC commentator Guy Mowbray. So well done, Guy, who was uh, on the show a fortnight ago. So, gents, you're following illustrious company, so uh, fair play to you. Um, let's, let's, let, I, I want to do the Irish League, but we'll also tap into the Scottish League and a little bit of the English Premier League as well. So let's start with uh, the Irish League because uh, obviously that's where the crack is. Um, let's start with uh, the first game which is the mid-table derby as I'm calling it. Ballymena against Larne at the Ballymena Showgrounds. Well, yeah, I... Um that could be a very, very interesting game. A lot of a lot of uh, rivalry between the two teams. Mm. Um, could be very interesting. I think a lot of pressure will be on Larne to, you know, actually get a move on. And Larne Lar- put their next on the line with the signings that they've made. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. They need time to bed those players in, mm-hmm. but they still. Like Lauren put their neck, their neck out. Um, Balmain at the same time, um, Alan Leckie's back. Things are starting to tick. I think David Jeffrey will have them up for it. But I don't know, John, what are you thinking? I think maybe maybe a draw. I'm thinking a draw, yeah. So do, you want, do you want us to give a score? Yes, a scoreline, yes, please. Well, we go. I'm gonna go two-two. What do you think? We'll do. We'll go two-two then. So two-two. So I'm going for a Balamina home win. Um, I, I, I think they're due a result. Um, I, I, as I said, I think Lauren's form of late has been a little bit iffy. Balamina's obviously has been too. Um, I just think this is a sort of game. Balamina, of course, won the reverse match earlier in the season, which included that incredible strike from Johnny Addis. Um, yeah, which uh, which. Uh, it was a, a couple of great goals in that match. So I'm going for a narrow away win for Sky Blues 2-1. Next up is Crusaders at home to Institute at Seaview. Well, I'm going to go for a 
Yeah, I think this is a game that Insecure are going to absolutely push Crusaders to the wire. Like, I, I'm thinking, I'm thinking two one because yeah, I think Insecure's sales are going to be up. I think the crews obviously are looking to bounce back. But I think it might, I think the crews might be a little nervy getting into this game, um, and I think Sean Connor might play on that. Um, so why I think, do you think they're going to be nervous? Because they need, they need to win to keep up with. Um, you know, keep up the top of the table, you know. So I I just think, yeah, I, I'm thinking two one Crusaders. But obviously both teams coming off good results tonight. Institute going on that long journey to Newry. Yeah. Um one nil. Crusaders will be very happy <coughs> pardon me. For uh that uh, Jonathan O'Rourke winner. Um I, I do think I think on paper Crusaders should win this comfortably. Yeah. I don't I don't think they will will Interesting. Two one. I think two one, but what do you think? We'll go with two one. one. This is this is a joint prediction. I've, I've noted you down here as waffle as one column, so uh, um, <laughs> it yeah. has to be a joint decision from the team. So are we going two one cruise? We're going to go two nil. Do you want to go two nil cruise? I'm going three yeah. one cruise. I think Institute will make a game of it. I agree, but I just think Crusaders with Heatley, Owens if he's back and playing well, Kushley. I think we'll have too much. So I'm going 3-1 Crusaders. Next up, the league leaders away to Stangmore. Play Dungannon. Yeah, I think this... Nah, this is a maybe 3-0 win for Corian written all over it. We've said we've said in the waffle before this season that Stangmore is a very tough place to go. It hasn't been so far this season. Mm-hmm. I think as the season goes on, it could be. Um, but I think Corian are just absolutely flying at the minute. I can't see anything but a Corian win. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say three 0 what, what do you think? Yeah, I'll go with that. Yeah, I've gone three 0 as well. So we're all in agreement. Yeah, I think Corian are, are a team full of confidence at the moment. And uh, as I said, Dungana have lost four in a row. It's hard to look past the way win there. Now this is an extremely interesting one. Basically, hear your views on this one. Glenavon against Cliftonville at Moorinview. Gonna, I that's the most difficult picture probably to, to guess this weekend. Yeah. Um, but I'm thinking a draw. Yeah, I also could see maybe Cliftonville winning it. Yeah. But you could also argue maybe Glenavon might win. Um, Cliftonville have found hard to go there um, recently, uh, and obviously Glenavon seems to be returning to a wee bit of a wee bit of form. Yeah. Four, four points from the last two games, Glenavon. Yeah, um, Bill obviously lost tonight, but I think they're in a rich vein of form. Um, I can't see Richard Ross conceding too damage, so I don't know. Yeah, I'm maybe thinking now it might be. I don't know, Connor, what you're thinking, but I was going to think. I was thinking two-two draw, but I'm thinking maybe Clifford are going to make it three-two. I'm going to be goals. I don't think they'll be goals. Okay, I don't. I, I, I think. <laughs> Oh, yes, sorry, we have to agree. Yes. Um, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll give you my prediction and then you can make it from that. So I'm going away win. I'm going Cliftonville okay. to win. Here's a stat for you that Marshall Gillespie, if he's listed, big fan of the show. Um, Cliftonville have only won one of the last four meetings at Morinview. Um, but I think Cliftonville will go against the form book and win 2 1. I think we're going to go 2 or 1-1 one, one, maybe? Or 1-8 or 2-2. 2-2. 2 each. Uh, next up is the champions at home to Carrick. 
Yeah, um, Carrick obviously have had a good uh, Carrick obviously have had a good uh, run the last couple of games, but listen, they're up against different gravy now. Yeah, um, I think it's going to be four 0 to them for the second gravy. What do you think? Yeah, no, I would agree. Um, I see. Uh, they're going to Carrick's fixtures there when you you both were chatting. Um, I would like to say sorry. Shout out to Lloyd Anderson, got the late goal there for the pub. Uh, big friend of the show, Lloyd, good friend of mine. He got the, the winner. Hi, Lloyd. <laughs> I missed the chance really to shout it out, so sorry I'm taking that advantage now. <laughs> um, if you look at Carrick's fixtures over the next month, um, I, I, I don't think this is going to be a good month for Carrick. Mm. But now, now Curry's a wise man, he'll, he'll know that himself. This, these are the games that you'll just have to get by it and Carrigan was very good defence you'd imagine they'll set up quite defensively but yeah. then if you have that firepower where they could honestly send them to the yeah, well they've done that twice this season Two 7-0 wins already of course Against Warren Point and Glenavon respectively So As long as it's not Southampton territory Like last Friday night um, What was that all about? Jimmy Barney Yeah Helped it, helped it, helped a wee bit that Southampton were down to 10 men after about 11 minutes. Uh, I've gone 3-0 Linfield at this end. Um, I see a comfortable one, but I, I, it's a bit of a free hit for Carrick. Nine to lose, um, in a way, but I agree. I think Linfield with the firepower of Lavery, you know, Bastian Harry, I really enjoy seeing him play. I think he needs a little bit of uh, toughness at times in the midfield, but he's a really skillful player. I really like him a lot. Cooper is always outstanding. Um, Linfield will win this very comfortably. Um, Cooper's really well as well as Yeah, he is. Yeah, very good to watch. Uh, and last up, Warren Point at home to Glen Torren. It has the potential to be a bit of a banana skin for Glen Torren. Obviously, Barry Gray back with Warren Point. Um, I think they'll be very upset with how things went on um, on Saturday at the Belfast Luxor Hotel Arena in Harry Ferguson, <laughs> or Taylor's Avenue, as we all know it. Um, I, Glen Torn will travel well, actually, to, to Milltown. They'll look forward to that fixture. That reverse fixture was 2-1. Glen Torn with a late Paddy McLean. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Right at the end. Uh, that's right. Right, right at the end. So, um, I, I, I think Glen Torn win. <laughs> this is why I did this. The Joker. Just to cut my apple. So, yeah, what will we say? 3 0. 3 0. I've gone 3 0 as well at my end, so I'm going 3 0 Glen Tour. And I think with the firepower uh, the Glens possess, I think they'll have to. I think Warren Point will look to set up to be a, a lot more solid defensively. But I just feel that, again, a little bit like the previous game, I think Glenn Torrance firepower will have too much. Okay, gents, as always on my traditional episodes of Campbell's Footballs, I always uh, ask my guests to pit their wits against me in the other matches in Scotland and in the English Premier League. So let's move to the English Premier League, shall we? Because um, my other team I follow, Manchester United, kick off Saturday away yeah, to Bournemouth. Yeah. Oh, Brand, I'm going to hang on. Brand, I'm a United fan of <laughs> Who is hanging up? <laughs> Not going too well. <laughs> yeah, United are struggling at the moment, although good win against Norwich at the weekend, despite two missed penalties. Um, yeah, Bournemouth, like it's Norwich. 
Exactly, that's the role I win that have had, though, to be fair, in the last six matches. Uh, I'm going 1-1 in this game, fellas. I think Bournemouth will get a result against United on Saturday. So I'm going 1-1. I, okay, I'm going to go... United are playing away, aren't they? Yes, it's a lunchtime kickoff. I'm going to go 2-1 United. Yeah. What do you think? We'll rattle through these a wee bit more quickly. Um, Arsenal against Wolves is next. Uh, I'm going for a bounce-back win for the Gunners after their bit of a capitulation against Crystal Palace on Sunday from 2-0 up. I think they'll beat Wolves 2-0. No, we think Wolves will beat them 2-0. 2-0 Wolves. Interesting. I know Wolves yeah. do well against the traditional top six in inverted commas. But I just wonder if we may see a bit of a fight back from Arsenal. Um, Villa against Liverpool. Um, tough game for Liverpool after their battling win against Spurs. Villa, I thought, were a little unlucky to get beat 3-0 by City. I thought they did well in the first half of that game. I think Liverpool sneak it 2-1 away. Yeah, <laughs> you could be right. Uh, at the same time, they've got very good players. Excuse me, it did very well in the championship last season. But yeah, 3-0 Liverpool. Yeah. Uh, one, one thing I will say before we move on to the next one, I'm a big fan of John McGinn, um, obviously Scotland internationalist, yeah. and one of the, the small um, bright sparks of what has been a miserable time for the uh, Scotland national team. Um, next up, Brighton-Norwich. Um, don't see a classic here. See it being quite a tight game um, with Brighton nicking it 1-0. And um, for us, I think we think Brighton will win. I don't know what you said. Your hand signals don't make sense. <laughs> 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 that was me not trying to do my Chris Sutton laughing impression there. <laughs> I was so back to my smoke signal. <laughs> I think Brighton might win 2 1. So we'll go for what's going 2 0? 2 1. 2 1, I think. 2 1 Brighton. Yeah. Okay. 2 1 Brighton. Um, Man City against Southampton. Part two, um, City winning fairly comfortably tonight, and I think they'll win just as comfortably on Saturday. Four nil. I'm going for. Eight nil is down. Eight nil is in. It's banked. Unless you're down to stake. So you go for eight nil. Yeah, no, yeah. 8-0 is in ok right next up Sheffield United Burnley um, Sheffield United have been a revelation in the Premier League this year Burnley I was surprised at how poor they played against Chelsea really Chelsea played excellent last Saturday night um, tight game but I'm going to back United 1-0 we're struggling over there um, I think it was very defensive I, I think 0-0 I think they're both very defensive and they just can't see each other. Yeah, no, no. No, no. Um, West Ham, Newcastle. West Ham fit the skins a little bit of late. Newcastle, a little bit more stable in recent weeks. Good point against Wolves. I think West Ham, although, will get back to winning ways. They usually do quite well at home. 2-0 the Hammers. 2-1, maybe? Yeah, we'll say 4-3. We'll 4-3 West Ham. Yeah. Oh, interesting. A lot of high high scoring goals in that one. Um, yeah, we've got inside Okay. Ah, interesting. Interesting. Um, Vicarage Road, late game. Watford, Chelsea. Um, Watford struggling. Chelsea really flying at the moment under Frank Lampard. Away win. 2 0 Chelsea. Yeah, I think maybe 3 0. What do you think? 
Yeah, 3-0, uh, Tamori, Eaton Mount, and uh, Tammy Abraham. I've got Abraham in my fantasy team, <laughs> so I'm glad you said that. Um, Crystal, pa- Crystal Palace against my dark horses, Leicester, for the top four, which I said before the season kicked off. Um, but I think Leicester might slip up here. Uh, Palace, decent at home. I'll go score a draw, 1-1. I think... I think Leicester might win 4 2. He's half of me. Um, I think Leicester might win 4 2. 4 2. Ooh, high scoring game. <laughs> Someone said 1 0 yeah. Palace. I hope it keeps going well. Brendan actually just lives off the road from us here. Um, so, yeah, maybe it can be 2 0. Yeah, 2 0. To Leicester? Yeah. 2 0 Leicester. Whoever said 1-0 Palace is now feeling very upset right now. Um, late game, Everton against Tottenham. Um, Marco Silva is under the cosh. You know, could he lose his job soon? Spurs, you know, they've hit a little bit of a troublesome road. You don't know what is happening next. But I think Maurizio Pochettino said we'll nick it. 2-1. What do you think? I think I, I, I respect goals. Um... Gazinga is obviously in that for for Spurs. Um, I, I can see Spurs scoring big, maybe four goals for Spurs, one seven, maybe no, maybe three. I think I think this will be a high four three. First game on match of the day on Saturday, Saturday night. <laughs> so what, what are we going for? We get in Saturday. Four three, four three Spurs. Wow, that could be a, a barnstormer if it is. Let's move into Scotland. We'll start next with my team, Aberdeen Kilmarnock. Um, well, Darren McInnes and his men need a massive response. And after, well, let's not talk about uh, Celtic. That was a disaster. Um, as many people follow my show know, I'm in the McInnes out camp um, because I think he's passed his sell by date. Um, Kilmarnock are doing all right under Alessio. Expect a tight game. Expect expect a tight game. One one. Sorry. Yeah, no, I I think it, it will be tight. And um, where is the game being played at Kilmarnock or? It's at Aberdeen. It's at Pataudry. In Aberdeen. Um, yeah, uh, I think Kilmarnock obviously um, coming off the back of some great results. Mm. I think maybe they'll. Yeah, probably a point of score draw, 1-1 one, one, we'll say as well. Yeah, don't concede a lot of goals, Colmar. That's why I think it could be a tight game. Uh, Hamilton against Ross County. Big shout to a couple of my Ross County friends who tune into my show every week. Um, I've been very Should impressed be on the whole... Well, What's that? Tell your Ross County fans to tune into the waffle. Absolutely, I will definitely do that. Um, could be a tight game again, and I've gone for another draw, 1-1. One, one. <laughs> Well, on the back on the back of all these Ross County fans starting to follow us, we're going to say two-one Ross County. Hey, I mean, the Ross County fans have then just started to unfollow my podcast when I went one-one there. Um, last league game because there's uh, two cup semi-finals um, this week, the League Cup semi, the Betfred Cup semi-finals, I should say. But last league game, Motherwell Livingston. Motherwell kind of flying the moment. Livingston are doing decent enough. You know, they beat Celtic, got a draw with Hearts last week with ten men. Um, but Motherwell are good at home and I'm going 2-0 for Motherwell yeah Motherwell obviously doing quite well on the back of two um, defeats mm-hmm. but 
Livingston still sponsored by Tony Macaroni. They are indeed. We, they, they, they play at the spaghetti had in inverted commas. Love that. No, I think Motherwell, um, obviously coming off the back of their recent lightning, lightning hook to Newry City, yeah. uh, will we'll play a major factor in Saturday's game. So, Motherwell, 2-0. Uh, two, 2-0. Two nil. Two nil. I've gone 2-0 as well. 3-0. Two Betfred Cup semi-finals. Hibs against Celtic and Rangers against Hearts. Just going to do these very quickly because I've gone for the same scoreline in both. Uh, I'm going 3-1 Celtic and 3-1 Rangers on Sunday. I think 3-0 Celtic. Yeah, and um, they're against Hibs. I'm really sorry well this season. Uh, could be 5 actually. Yeah. 5-0. Okay. Uh, playing very well. Don't think they have any over league action this week either. No. There's no, midweek action, of course, tomorrow. The Scottish Premier League games are tomorrow uh, tomorrow night. But because uh, we're, we're rattling on for this week's show, uh, to, sorry, to, sorry to my fellow folks, I won't be doing midweek predictions this week. So with that in mind, I went with 3-1 on both games to cover my back a little bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, um, well, I think we'll say something 5-0 um, and Rangers 4-0. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, okay. Well, that just about uh, wraps things up. Just a couple of things before we wrap up, guys. Um, I want to promote, well, I want you to promote your uh, campaign you're doing next month for Movember. Yeah, well, uh, thank you, Doctor, for letting us uh, share the opportunity. Sure, no worries. Um, what, what we wanted to do was try and get as many people in the Irish League involved. So far, maybe not too many people have kind of come back to us, so we are a little bit upset about that, but maybe there are people who are secretly um, pretending, or not pretending, who have these secret thoughts to themselves. Oh, I'm going to grow a moustache and they just haven't told us yet. So we are very, very excited um, of the potential that this has for the Irish League um, just for the month of November. So what we're doing is we've got a Just Given page. Uh, we'll leave the link in the comments below. And um, yeah, we've got, got our first, uh, first donations in today. So yeah, 5,000 yeah. pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant, brilliant. Well, I'll uh, retweet it on my social media feeds and uh, alert the guys. Are on you doing it, What's that? I will. I, I will donate. I've actually, I actually, I actually have got a beard and uh, I grew a moustache. Um, last December, actually, I was raising money for Bell Cancer UK for December beard. Actually, um, I, 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 I raised nine hundred quid, which was uh, quite nice. So I thought I'd keep it and style it. And I've, I've, uh, I've had it for nearly a year, and uh, yeah. I think it makes me look more experienced, or so a lot of people out there have kind of said to me, and I, I, I use that as a compliment, so uh, so yeah, I've done that. But yeah, I will certainly retweet that, and everybody listening to the show, please uh, please go to their uh, Just Giving page and donate, however big and however small, and I'll, I'll certainly chip in uh, as well at my end. Um, just about wrapped up, guys, um, always, before I finish up each show, I always give um, my guests... Um, Last a uh, one uh, kind of a list of predictions between now and the rest of the season. Um, it could be on absolutely anything, um, but usually you have to. Well, what I usually say to my guests is to have a slam dunk, which you think has got almost a sure chance of happening. Your half a chance, which you know is one of these glass fool where you're optimistic it might happen, but you know is unlikely to happen. And your one that is a no hoper, but you would love to see happening. And it could be on the uh, Irish League, or it could be on anything. <laughs> it could be on your show, it could be anything. We'll do it in the Irish League. 
something that will definitely happen, stand on. Um, you, there will be unbelievable goals in the Irish League this year. Yeah, we've um, seen a few already. So, yeah, um, so I'm probably read that uh, we will be commentating at the Irish Cup final. Brilliant, <laughs> brilliant. That would be superb. I hope you do, because that would be fantastic. Would you come over, Grant? Oh, uh, well, I would certainly consider it. <laughs> well, that could be a huge weekend. And um, no, I think. Um, Absolutely, I always do because I did that with Guy a couple of weeks back, and he came up with some belters. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So I think probably more important to be relegated. Yeah, is okay. Your, is your slam dunk? Yeah. We're, we're, we're all very sad and, and sorry, sorry, Warren Point fans. We want you to do well. We need you to do well. It's just. We, we're, we're struggling to, to help you at times. <laughs> Sorry. It's actually awful to play for them. They're like, oh, really? Next time? That's cool. What was the next one? Sorry, Grant. You're half a chance or you're, you're kind of glass half full? I think Corey and the Winter League. Okay. It's the Oren factor. Just a five things have gone to them now, but I'm not. I don't think it's like a, it's definitely going to happen, but I think I'm optimistic for them that it could happen. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to see the Welders or Institute win either the League Cup or the County Anthem Seed. Yeah. And then I've got to the semi-final of each respective competition. Shout. That's a shout. Then yeah. Would be great for, uh, for, for, their, for those clubs. I mean, that would be amazing. That would be superb. Yeah, I'm in agreement with that. And you're no hoper, or was that your no hoper? <laughs> That's harsh. Um, no, hope. no hope would be um, probably for us to be on this podcast again. <laughs> hey, any, hey any, any, anything is possible. Anything is possible. We've chatted for, for quite a, well, an hour and a half, and I've, I've really, really enjoyed the engagement on this week's show. And yeah. I, I hope it'll be, uh, hope it has been illustrated when people are listening to this. They've really enjoyed our enthusiasm in this. Um, I think, here's my new hope. I don't think. Corey and have any hope of keeping Ben Doherty past the season. I I would probably be in agreement with that one actually. Yeah, I think that's quite a good shout. Well guys, we are pretty much out of time. Um, Thanks very much uh, for coming on the podcast. This has been Campbell's Footballs, uh, the only show where bad predictions are cancelled out by a good crack. I hope this week's show is just what the doctor ordered. Um, Ah, the doctor. Yeah. Exterminate. Wafflers, um, it has been a real pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you, Grant. This has been brilliant. Really, really enjoyed it. Here's out there. And remember, you can listen to the show on any um, of your uh, listening stations. Um, so mine's on SoundCloud. The, the, the same show will also be on Spotify uh, and other channels. So please give a listen uh, and please share and please tell your friends. Eh? Tell your friends about it. We'll see you in Scotland at the end of this season. Absolutely. Let's keep in touch, fellas. I really enjoyed it. Anyway, that's it from me. And I wish you all very well. And I hope you enjoy this pod. Thank you very much. Take care. Cheers. Yeah.